Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to The Trader, a traitor's podcast, a Spotify top 10 podcast. Woo! <laughs> yeah, woo! My name's Matthew. I'm a writer working in TV development, and I am a 100% faithful fan of the multi-award winning hit TV competition series, The Traitors. This podcast features deep dives into every episode of the show, as well as interviews with contestants. This is season seven of the podcast, dedicated to series two of The Traitors UK. And this episode is our finale recap. Woo! (laughs) So much celebration. So it goes without saying that there will be spoilers from the get-go. Do not listen if you haven't watched the finale. That was your warning. And joining me to talk about episode 12, it's obviously the same person who's joined me for every finale recap episode on the Trader so far. It's David Bloomberg. <laughs> David, you've already been doing. Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yes, I am back. Um. So yes, as as most listeners know, and uh, you know, uh. Of course, due to your introduction there, I have uh, been thrilled to be on every finale with you. Uh, and, of course, uh, 
you know, this season, every third episode. So you could say each week's finale I, I have uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, been on. And of course, also, as most listeners know, I've been covering reality TV for over 23 years uh, online in newspapers, on my own websites, on podcasts, on TikTok, YouTube and Instagram, on Twitter. You name it. I'm I'm there talking to somebody. Uh, I'm, I'm still trying to get Substack figured out. I, I, I may at some point. That was going to be my goal during the winter and then two seasons of the traders came out. Yeah. Um, but I, I did want to say, I, I never find a way to slip this in, but you always introduce yourself by saying you're a 100% faithful fan. And I just want to say I am a 100% traitorous fan. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> And that makes sense because when we play our game a little bit later on, you will probably beat me again. Well, I don't know. You won last time. <laughs> I did. I did. That was a, a freak one-off. Yeah. Now, David, not only are you joining me for the finale, but this is an extra special episode in various ways, because by complete coincidence or destiny, and I know, David, as I've said before, you are a, a big numerologist and a fan of yes. yeah. um, clairvoyancy <laughs> and destiny and fortune telling. This is the 100th episode of the podcast. It's perfectly. Oh. It's the final of the Traitors UK series two and our one hundredth episode all at the same time. I think we had quite different experiences of watching the finale too. Uh, my experience for the first time, I watched the Traitors with literally hundreds of other people. So I'm at a big music festival in the UK called Mighty Hoopla, and they decided to uh, sort of transmit the the live broadcast in a bar and a big screen i thought there would be a you know a bunch of people there it was packed absolutely packed with people yeah. i was wearing my traitor's cloak you can see this on the the instagram page for the podcast and i went thinking oh this is a bit silly that i'm wearing this cloak people will be looking at me i was not people there were people entire groups dressed as claudia winkleman there were fr yeah. fringy wigs everywhere other people had come in groups with cloaks and lanterns. I'm not kidding. So me and my little cloak was, uh, I was totally outdone, but it was a great atmosphere. I'll, I'll tell you more about that as we go on. Um, well, David, I, were you I just want to <laughs> no, but I just want to say the funny thing is when we were sur covering Survivor UK, uh, you made a joke. I, we were talking about something, and I just about made him spit out his tea. Uh, you know, this is a video <laughs> or an audio podcast, but yeah. Uh, you made a joke, and you were like, what, do people get together and dress up for parties to watch the episodes <laughs> or something? And you were shocked when I said, well, yes, actually, they do. And now here you are. You have become that person. I know. I have. And I no regrets. I had a great time. Uh, David, did you watch the finale surrounded by hundreds of people dressed as Claudia Winkleman? I did not. I watched the finale surrounded um, by myself. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I I have to say, you know, coming into the episode, um, it was, yeah, well, we'll talk about that later uh, before, you know, once we get closer. But, yeah, I, I no, I did not go to a watch party um, uh, it, it's funny because both of the people who I have, uh, co-hosted with, uh, this weekend were at watch parties because Laura, who was my guest or our, well, I say our guest, but you weren't there. So I guess my <laughs> guest on, um, on the Traders U.S. podcast had been to a Traders U.S. 
uh, watch party where there were a bunch of like it was hosted by a uh, survivor player and there were a bunch of other survivor players there and just other people. So um, and of course, there's, you know, in the Traders U.S., there's overlap in those groups because they repurpose the uh, previous contestants. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's uh, I think it's time to set up what we always do. We have our own game of betrayal and deception. This is the Trader Traitor. Our not-so-secret mission from here on in is to tell one lie to one another. The lie has to be a fabrication or a made-up fact, big or small, about the traitors or about ourselves or anything else. For example, I could lie and tell David that since the finale aired, Jazz has messaged me on Instagram to tell me to stop bothering him. However, I couldn't lie and say I think Molly really deserved to win this season when in fact I don't really believe that at all. That oh come bit, on, man! Uh, poor Molly. Yeah, well, she's lovely, but n- yes, not a not a deserving winner, I wouldn't say. Yeah, I, I yes. So if I claimed that it would be a fake opinion, we are looking for fake facts in this game, not fake thoughts and feelings. At the end of the episode, David and I will put our traitor hunting skills to the test and decide what we thought the other person's lie was. David, you've already mentioned this last time. We played this on our US episode four recap, I believe. I mm-hmm. was victorious. Do you think it's time to bring me down a peg? I do. I do. Which means that I have to, you know, have a better memory than a goldfish because people <laughs> who are listening to that will realize I did pick out the lie and then forgot about it five minutes later. So see, that's that happens to me in every episode. I, I always <laughs> I always know the lie. I just forget by the time I get to the end. That's the problem. <laughs> well, good. And- do that this time, too. We'll do that this time, and our game begins now. Before we dive into the finale, uh, actually what we'll do now is talk about a couple of questions uh, about the show in general. I have had a question on X from Magnus Bryn. Magnus is a long-time listener of the podcast and often sends messages about updates from various international versions that I haven't seen. Magnus asks... Should the players be informed that a banished traitor was recruited or not? So, like, for example, with Ross. Uh, Ross was banished very recently. Stands up, tells everyone that he's a traitor, off he goes. Should he be allowed to say that he was recruited? Should he have to say that he's been recruited? Does Does Claudia do that job? What, what do you think about this, David? So, it, it's interesting, because after I watched that episode, I messaged you and said, "Ooh, here's something you should discuss on the podcast, not realizing that because you're six hours ahead, you had not only are you six hours ahead, but, you know, it takes a little while for the TV waves to get to the U.S., (laughs) Um, you know, not realizing you'd already recorded the podcast. So but I thought that Ross revealing that he was Diane's son, although it was a great moment could make the faithful realize he'd probably been recruited because otherwise he would have murdered his own mother in the game. Yeah. I I think what, and what ends up happening is they just assumed, Oh, what a great traitor. He was so devious and he Mm -hmm. did that to his own. We didn't see them question at all that. Oh, that's quite strange that he did that. Yeah. I think they just, they just thought, Oh, he was ruthless. He did whatever he Mm -hmm. had to do. 
maybe they did question it, but we don't see it in the edit. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's possible they just decided it wasn't worth showing. I mean, on the Traders US uh, this season, there's a couple. And one member of the couple, you know, this is not really a spoiler. It happens very early. One member of the couple gets murdered very early. And some questions start circling about the uh, other member of the couple. And so they're at least considering, okay, could this person, you know, would this person have done this as a cover to protect themselves if they were a traitor? Here we see nothing. But, you know, so, you know, that relates to that issue. And also sometimes we will see traitors get up and say uh, at the Circle of Truth, I have been a traitor since day one. Um, I don't think we've ever seen someone say I was recruited to be a traitor. Maybe we have, and I just don't remember it. No, as far as uh, I can remember. So I'm guessing they're told not to. And I don't think they should. I think that's too much information. I think part of the idea is hiding that. Um, now, you could say the game is already balanced in favor of the traitors. And it is. Uh, but then again, the show is called The Traitors, not The Faithful. Yeah. Uh, so if you wanted to balance it back a little bit, then sure, you could have them say, you know, I was recruited or I'm a new trader or whatever. I I mean, it, can you imagine how this game would have changed uh, this this season, this ending? And as I say that, I realize that maybe it wouldn't have because they didn't realize there were four traders to begin with. Yeah. So it's still possible they, you know, that it wouldn't have changed. Um, but certainly some thoughts would have. I I don't know. I, I think that's giving away too much information personally. Yeah, I, I probably agree. I don't think the I don't think a banished trader should have to reveal that. I wouldn't mind if they were given the choice and they if they and it would be up to the traitor then to either be you know want to sort of help the faithful in that last moment and tell them mm -hmm. or maybe they feel some sort of um you know allegiance to fellow traitors and they're yeah they're going to say as little so maybe they should be given the, the freedom to say what they want uh, and i think you're right it, it, it could potentially have an impact on Mm -hmm. where the game goes particularly if they are near the end like with ross and this news uh, yeah so. i i do think sorry I, I do think it would have been a fun speech i mean obviously ross already had a fun speech but if he had said something like those of you who thought that i was a traitor for all this time you were wrong and then they'd have all gone uh, uh. And he said <laughs> because i was just recruited yesterday i'm a traitor and then walks off yeah and so because some of them were like patting themselves on the back, uh, like, you like know, Zach. jazz was jazz, well, right. And Zach like, oh, yes, I knew it. I knew he was a traitor. No, you were wrong for 90 percent of the time. You thought he was a traitor. Yeah. Um, so thank you to Magnus uh, for that question. Definitely something that people have been wondering about very recently with the UK series. One more thing I'll mention for now is uh, just a social media account. And I keep meaning to give a shout out to this on the podcast and I keep forgetting. There is a an X account. They may be on Instagram as well, at Traitorlytics, as in 
the word traitor and the word analytics put together. So mm -hmm. traitor, L-Y-T-I-C-S. And it's an account run by a woman who uh, is listens to the podcast and she puts loads and loads of time and effort into making, if you're particularly into sort of statistics and numbers and facts and figures, she makes infographics to show you visually who, what the results of each round table are, who voted for who, who received the most votes, and she runs simulations. I This is sort of not uh, something I'm very familiar with, and it's all a, a new world to me, but she runs simulations of which players are most likely to win particular series hmm. based on voting patterns and habits and relationships and things like that. So she has been posting all the way through the series these sort of like infographics and images of statistics and numbers and figures. So if you want to dive more into those sorts of things, I would check out that page at Traitorlytics. Okay. I think we are ready then, David, to go ahead and begin our deep dive into episode 12, the finale episode. Oh, well, not just yet. <laughs> not just yet. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to say, you know, like coming into the episodes, you know, since, uh, uh, you know, since it's been two whole podcast episodes since I've been on, <laughs> you know, um, uh, I, I did, you know, coming in, I was fully on board the Harry will win bus. You know, I, I did not see any other real option as I have been for most of the series. I figured he'd somehow get rid of Andrew and take Molly to the end. Uh, or I, I thought there was a slight possibility he'd go to the end with Andrew and do split or steal mm -hmm. and then fake him out and keep it all, which would have just been heart wrenching even more so than, than with Molly, I feel like, yeah. but uh, I figured more likely Molly just based on the edit we had seen the number of times Molly was saying, I fully trust you. I fully trust you. While as Andrew was saying, I don't trust you. I don't trust you. Yeah. Um, so I vowed to avoid social media. So I would not, accidentally get spoiled as has happened almost every time during this season. Um, and then some idiot posted a comment on one of my YouTube shorts from a week ago. So, you know, at the end of the podcast, I always talk about these that I post. I, I post every day. A week old one. It was related. It was about this show, but it was unrelated to obviously the outcome. And he, he just posts a comment congratulating the winner by name and it's like what are you doing yeah and the problem was since i am i have a youtube creator account i get notified when people comment on my videos and it includes the first line of the comment yeah and so there it was it popped up i was spoiled. it never occurred to me to silence youtube account notifications because who would do that and so yeah it, this pops up uh and then on top of it a couple more people commented on other shorts and did the same thing now there were a couple who said who commented and said uh spoilers for the traders uk finale click read more if you want to know those are fine those are great you know good comment on my videos just don't spoil it but to just post spoilers i i don't understand the thought process of someone like that. And so I responded to one of them and said, what the hell are you thinking? 
But then a few minutes later, I was like, you know what? I don't want anybody else to accidentally stumble on this. Yeah. So I'm just going to delete these all these different comments, except the ones that were had a spoiler warning. Mm-hmm. Um, now, one of them must have noticed that I deleted it uh, because or he he was the one who got the response, but then like clicked on the notification for the response and nothing was there. Uh, and uh, because this morning when I woke up, I saw that he posted an apology comment. But think people come on yeah it's really frustrating i had a similar sort of similar experience with traitors canada i knew who was gonna win because of a comment that appeared via a notification it was very frustrating Mm -hmm. uh i would have guessed that was your lie but you told me about this before way before we started recording so (laughs) i'm gonna believe you i think this really did happen which is and 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 yes you've you've had all like the last four episodes or something, you've had the outcome spoiled, which is very annoying. Yes, yes. Uh, and, you know, usually it's been on Twitter. Partially my fault, partially people not using hashtags the way they should be used. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I will on Twitter, at least like I live tweet shows sometimes. Well, a lot of the time. So yeah, I will not complain about it there you know people are watching live in the uk fine i understand that but a random youtube video that's just i I don't understand that um now moving past my anger at that uh another thought that i had uh from the prior episode uh and the funny thing is as we're talking literally a, a comment popped up on my computer uh about something related to a traitor's video that I made. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, people? Um, another thought that I had from a prior episode was Harry's quote-unquote big decision of whether or not to keep the $7,000 the 7,000 pounds from when he pulled the sword out of the stone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, unfortunately, I, I, I listened to a little bit of the last podcast, but couldn't keep up with everything. Um, And to me, there wasn't much of a decision there because one, he was in such a great spot. So why can't take the chance of ruining it Two, he was in such a great spot? Why worry about it when he was probably going to win anyway? And honestly, I'm not sure it would have been a good idea for anyone to take it other than Jasmine, who knew she was almost certainly getting banished. Yeah, these were my thoughts. Okay, Um, and uh, the funny thing is, this reminded me of the sh- uh, the show on Netflix called The Trust. Yes, yes. Uh, because I would have said they stole this idea from The Trust, except The Trust just literally just aired. And, it, you know, it, it's a very similar idea to a lot of the offers made in The Trust. Uh, but by the way, just because I'm mentioning The Trust on this show, that it is not an endorsement. Seriously, don't bother watching the show. It was terrible. <laughs> Okay. Oh well, there goes our next spin-off series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I haven't watched it. Uh so I save your time. I'm going, I'm going to take your advice and probably not. Uh you got, right. also reminded me there, just speaking of spoilers and things, I know some people may be listening and thinking, how hypocritical you two complaining about spoilers. Matthew, you spoil things all the time on here. I think it's a wee bit different because this is a podcast about the tracers that you kind of actively have to go out of your way to listen to. I 
you know, I and I've really this whole season I've avoided ruining anything from series one of Traitors UK. I haven't talked about mm -hmm. winners, anything like that. Uh but you know, if I mention something from another international version, it's I think that aired months and months ago. I think that's not really a spoiler, and you're you're taking your chances listening to an analytical traitors podcast there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even you know, I had someone comment on I one of my videos, one of the different sites. I don't remember which. Um, on uh, what was it on Wednesday about a video that I had posted that related to an episode from uh that i or sorry yeah to an episode that had aired last friday which i think was when ross was recruited and so i i always wait a few days i either put a spoiler warning or i wait a few days and so this person said thanks a lot i hadn't seen this episode yet and i was like it aired friday today's wednesday <laughs> you know i can't i'm posting literal videos about that i i can't wait a year to post these videos no one will care yeah. And even if you do wait a year, you'll still get a complaint. Right. Right. Yeah. There'll still be someone who says, hey, I haven't seen that season yet. Yeah, I'm really sorry. Uh, so. So uh, I, I think we're we're ready to go for it, right? We are ready. We're ready. Here we go. Episode 12, the finale episode of The Traitors UK Series 2. <laughs> The episode begins with this sort of montage of voices speaking to us as we swoop across the Scottish Highland Hills. Of course, there's like a couple of sound bites from throughout the series. Uh, of course, of course, they've included Diane and her. Paul couldn't be my son, but Ross is. Mm -hmm. uh, to which, by the way, again, I'm watching this in a bar with hundreds of Traitors fans. Everyone is like cheering. There were a couple of people dressed as Diane too. <laughs> Um, with their with their shiny glasses of their ro fuzzy rosy, uh, we are reminded of what happened in the previous episode at the last mission. They won seven thousand pounds. Of course, you talked a little bit about that. Harry did have the chance to take it for himself, but he didn't. At the round table, Jasmine is the one who goes, but Molly was suspicious of Andrew, and they shows a little clip of that. And I get I mentioned this last week, but. Pay attention to the recaps at the start of the episode. They are showing you these clips because they want you to remember something for a reason. So showing us Molly being suspicious of Andrew implies hmm, that's going to carry over into this episode somehow. Mm -hmm. We also then get some individual shots of each of the, the remaining players sort of walking into the castle or walking down the corridors. And again, and me watching this with a big crowd of people, you could, you could hear the who had the most support so you mm -hmm. know, jazz appears and that the, everyone is cheering and going wild harry appears some lots of people were booing it was really actually fascinating hearing like a big crowds the the majority response to people so yeah people were like booing for harry and i was with a group of people and someone i was with really was was really didn't want him to win and was really mad at him and I've, I've talked about it plenty on the podcast already, but I think just because he's a traitor doesn't mean he doesn't deserve to win. So, well, yeah. And it, it's interesting because 
later in the episode, I think at the I think at the very end of the episode, Harry seems to kind of predict this reaction. Yeah. Because there's one confessional where he says some people I, I don't remember the exact quote. Some people might think I'm a bad person. Don't think that I was just playing a game or something like that. So he he seems to predict that. Now, maybe he saw U.S. season one and that's why he knows that some people will think that. But uh, it is interesting that people still feel that way. I mean, it it speaks to the popularity of the game, but it also speaks to some people not understanding the game. Yeah. Even, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. And even this morning on, uh, again, I'm in sort of Facebook groups that are dedicated to Traders fans, and there was a comment saying, uh, clearly a reference to the outcome of this episode, a comment said, I would, or a post, I would rather have friends I trust than money. <laughs> and every response was, um, you're watching the wrong TV show then. <laughs> yeah. I, I would rather have money and maybe real friends who I didn't just meet two days ago. So it's people, people get carried away. Yeah. And Harry also talked about that. He, you know, I've got a video I'm preparing on that very topic, which is, you know, he, it's a clip of him saying, um, basically I'm here to get money for my family who has been with me for 22 years. Now he didn't add not just a week and a half. Like I met these people, yeah. you know, but, it, it, the implication is there, which is, no, he's there for the people who truly have mattered to him his whole life, not for someone he just met. And that's the way it should always be played. Yeah, of course. So I, I did want, you know, as the players did their intros, one thing stood out to me, and it actually relates to what we were talking about. Evie saying, all you have to do is be genuine and honest and a good faithful. And I know on Twitter she has shown more than that. But that, I'm sorry, Evie, but that's just not true at all. Uh, you know, and, and we're going to find that out. But no, it being genuine and honest and a good faithful may get you far in the game, but you're probably not going to win. Yeah, it's, it's a nice sort of sentiment, but mm -hmm. it's not a tactic. <laughs> it's right not, it's not a way to win the game so yeah it's, it's frustrating to hear <laughs> to still hear these things from someone who's made it to the end and you're like yeah um no now that the scene has been set then it's time for breakfast not not for me uh it's time for breakfast at the yeah. show <laughs> and andrew arrives first and he talks about you know the fact that he struggled with being a traitor and how he's actually really proud of how he's done in the game and it's really emotional like like last episode he seems mm -hmm. like he seems like a really good guy he seems very very sort of earnest harry arrives next basically says he's loved the experience and he's loved being a traitor actually which is so funny in contrast to andrew saying how difficult he's found it and harry's <laughs> like i've loved being a traitor and i do think surely that helps right it, it helps if you just appreciate the gameplay you know if if you're a traitor i get kind of against your will and you emotion you can't detach your emotions from that i it's 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 got to have an impact i think the fact that harry is just enjoying it helps him be good at it i and think so too and you know they even uh claudia discussed it a little bit on uncloaked 
um, you know, the idea of uh, how they pick the traders, the people who are really interested in in being the traders compared to someone who might be recruited and wasn't so interested. And that's why they weren't picked originally. So, yeah, uh, yeah I definitely now I do think Andrew did a good has done a good job. And we heard him multiple times say, I have to keep my emotions separate. But it was just more difficult for him. Yeah. And Harry is, you know, he, he does realize that it, it'll be really hard at the end, mm -hmm. but his motivation to win overrides any of that all the way through. We even see him talking to Andrew at breakfast and he it's because it's just the two of them at first. And he says, I told you we'd be here. And I kind of already I felt this for the past couple of episodes. Mm -hmm. I think Harry all along has known exactly what he's going to do to Andrew. I you know, I, he's kind of acting like maybe we'll both take it to the end. I don't think Harry ever really believed that, but maybe maybe we'll talk about that more as we get towards the end game. Yeah, I, I or we could just yeah, I talk about it now. Uh, um, I think he may have at times convinced himself. You know, much like we've heard traders say you just have to convince yourself you're faithful when you're with the other faithful. Yeah. And so, you know, I think he may have convinced himself that he would, but when he really looked at it later, yeah, I, I agree with you. He, he knew he had to get rid of him. Yeah. Molly arrives at breakfast next. She's totally shocked to still be here. Still not realizing why she's still here. And the thing is, it's, she's generally just a very sweet, girl she she seems mm -hmm. lovely she just seems like a very nice genuine person it just that just has done her badly in this game but outside the game i'm sure she's she's really great jazz is next again i'm the, this crowd i'm watching it with are going wild when jazz walks in there's it's funny because there's a little flashback they show sort of these montages of their mm -hmm. time throughout the show and there's a flashback to something that I had completely forgotten. Back in episode one, the their very first mission was setting up these floating pieces in the loch, and Jazz dove into the water to go get a shield, and that reminded me, oh, he's he's been in game mode this whole time. I sort of wasn't really that aware of Jazz very early on, right? But this just made me think, oh yeah, he's he's really been strategizing cleverly from from the get-go he knew right away might as well get shields whenever you can mm -hmm. he says that he's hopeful that there's just one traitor but actually they could all be traitors around him <laughs> so he's still you know keeping an open mind he's not ruling out anything which is wise but as we'll see <laughs> doesn't really end up doing him any good uh evie's next she's the final scot Hooray! I kind of not really <laughs> this that much. And she also, it's funny, she reflects on the missions and she says that it's one of the main reasons I wanted to come was to take part in the missions. It reminds me a bit of something I said a few episodes ago that although as viewers sometimes we can say, you know, oh, who cares about the missions? They're the boring part. And again, I was with a group of friends and two of them at this, when I was watching it last night live, two of them got up to just go and get a drink at the bar at the mission because they were like, yeah. oh, this is the bit that I can miss. But for the players themselves, actually, it must be really fun. And and, and just that a point in the process where they can 
relax a bit and not be so stressed out with constantly questioning people around them. So, you know, from their perspective, I'm sure it's great fun. Yeah. And I think we saw that on, uh, this is not a spoiler on the traders us episode five, the one that just aired this week, the, the mission that they did, they were running around having a blast. I mean, they were going crazy, just, you know, they were making Alan Cummings laugh. They were, you know, uh, one guy was running around with his hands in his air, waving them around. It, <laughs> so you could tell this was fun for them. And it's funny because one thing we discussed on the podcast for the U.S. episode five uh, was, although that mission was done in the U.K. series, they didn't act the same way. And so we were debating, is it just because you have uh, newbies versus returning uh, reality TV people who know how to make TV? Or is it because the British are just too reserved and these are Americans <laughs> and they're going crazy? Um, probably both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Claudia then arrives at breakfast and she's wearing a sort of jacket that's got the word traitor question mark on the back it's a, it's a little bit like a, i think it was at the baftas it was one of the award ceremonies last year when the traitors did really well and she she had a similar i think she had a jacket that said faithful on the back that i may be wrong uh but it's it was a nice little thing that i don't know if everybody noticed she tells him that the prize is seventy five thousand one hundred and fifty pounds so far has a bit of a chat and then says something that I have I've watched the episode twice now. I still don't understand I the, what she says next. She goes, Has anyone seen my parrot? And then she walks off. My first thought was, Oh, this is just a silly callback to that episode where they had to do bird calls and she had mm -hmm. that silly stuffed bird beside her. But then as the episode goes on, I'm I think, oh, is it because the mission was kind of on a, a pirate ship of sorts. So it's a pirate. Like, I I would have a pirate, a parrot if I was a pirate. Like, do you get the parrot joke? I don't. I I had forgotten about it, but since you mentioned it, yes, I'm thinking that it must have been related to a pirate. And the funny thing is that didn't, um, didn't Andrew, as they were saying, parrot, 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 and then it didn't Andrew say pirate? Yeah. And one of the women said, that's just a different word that starts with P. Yeah. Um, and, and so, but it turns out he was right. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe he was just thinking about differently and they didn't, yeah. it was Evie didn't understand what he was on about. Anyway, a little bit of levity. So after Claudia leaves, we see some discussion around the house. Harry and Andrew are playing, I think it's snooker. I, I, I always call it the billiards room. I don't know the difference between billiards, snooker, and pool. They're playing one of those games. They're playing a game I, on a green table. I believe, see, this is something I'm not sure of. I believe billiards doesn't have holes. Oh, okay. That's, I, I could be wrong about that, but uh, something takes me back to thinking it, it, you know, and so I was wondering, because it didn't look like pool balls, but it had holes, so I was figuring either I'm wrong about billiards, which still could be true, uh, or, yeah, I didn't even think about uh, snooker. Yeah. Because uh, that's just not something that we play in the U.S. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah, I, th I think it's probably snooker. Wait, if there's no holes in billiards, what are you doing? Just I don't know. Bullet, that's bullet that's always the table. <laughs> that's always been my question as well. I'm sure someone will explain it to us in the comments, though, especially if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, Evie uh, is in the house as well, and she... I'm saying that as if she wouldn't be. Evie's also there. She gets a bit upset because she seems like... She feels like her fate has already been decided no matter what, and she kind of knows what's going to happen. Her and Molly go off. They have a little chat in the kitchen. And there's this funny moment here because Andrew goes off to comfort her. Again, he seems like just a lovely guy, Mm -hmm. and he gives her a hug. And while Andrew's out comforting her... Harry, meanwhile, is in is still in the snooker slash billiard slash pool room, and he's plotting with Jazz. And I just and 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 he's saying to Jazz, it's definitely one of the other three. And I thought this was this little moment encapsulated the whole game that Andrew is a traitor, but he's too nice of a guy. Whereas Harry is a traitor, and he's just too good at it that he's taking any. So you know, Evie's out yeah. crying, and he is like, I'm taking this chance to talk about her and get her banished. <laughs> Well, I mean, and and why not? Outside, then, uh, they 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 go, they walk out into the grounds. Molly hasn't noticed that there have been two giant stag statues this whole time, and while they're <laughs> looking at that, a helicopter appears or a chopper appears. It's time for the mission, then, Claudia. So, yeah. so before the mission, I don't know. I I need to do a better job when I'm not recapping. I need to do a better job of like noting where my notes come in because sometimes I, I get a little lost if you don't happen to mention it exactly. Um, but uh, like I had a note about the trader question mark jacket. I'm like, okay, so this happened after that. So that's good. Um, but I, I think it was in this discussion or you're know, like a confessional jazz was trying to figure out if he should bring the information he has about Harry uh, telling Paul about their conversation to the round table. And I know this happened before the the mission, so it must have happened at some point in here. And, and my thing is, um, okay, if you don't bring it to the round table, when are you planning to mention it exactly? You know, I mean, I, I know he's slow played this whole game and I have credited him for that. But to even question, should I bring it? It, it reminds me of something that was said on this week's U.S. episode. And again, not a spoiler, uh, about a player who had not been giving any thoughts and another player was like, when are they going to do it after they've been murdered? And that's exactly <laughs> what I'm thinking about jazz here. It's like, if you're not going to bring it now, when? Yeah. I, I know. I, I feel like if, although like you, I've credited jazz throughout as a great player and, and maybe this is kind of his one downfall is, He's left everything like sort of at one episode too late. I also saw a yes. comment on X about this saying, and I hadn't really thought about this, saying that in the previous episode, there was no murder. So so people were saying, Jazz, you're not going to get murdered. So you've got nothing to worry about now. Why don't you just lay it all out on the table? Although I would say, yes, he wasn't going to get murdered, but he still could have been banished. So And he was, yeah, that's what he was worried about. He said later in the episode, uh, like, oh, it could blow back on me and I could get banished. And yeah, I'll but, I'll have more thoughts on that. But, you know, wanted to at least mention it here. Yeah, yeah. So Claudia jumps out of the helicopter. It, like, she, it makes me think of, like, Joe Biden jumping out of a helicopter on the grounds of the White House or something. <laughs> like, we just always get those shots in the news of, like, Biden or, or his predecessor, uh, jumping out jumping out the helicopter um so and claudia is very presidential of course uh then 
it's it's so silly because they swap places so she gets off the helicopter they get on it to then just go and meet claudia <laughs> at yeah. the same place how, how how is she gonna get there um she she teleports in space and time because they do this tour of the highlands it's an amazing free tourism promo for scotland by the way it looks beautiful mm-hmm. they arrive claudia's here and i think a different outfit and i'm like how long were you in that helicopter how did she get here <laughs> anyway uh she i mean you're the one who lives there how far away was that uh from from the the castle i I have no idea. I have seen so little of my own country. It's pathetic. <laughs> I have seen more of the States than I have seen of my own tiny Scotland. So, yeah, where I live in Scotland is literally hundreds of miles from Inverness. And I have never been to Inverness. So it's shameful, I know. But I, they could be, they could be anywhere. They could have flown to Iceland for all I know and I wouldn't have recognised it. So... <laughs> Claudia explains the mission. They, there's going to be a traitor ship, which is maybe where the the parrot joke comes in about being a pirate, because she's got like mm-hmm. like sort of frilly collars. I think she's is supposed to be a little bit of a play on a pirate outfit. And there is ten thousand pounds available if they can make it to the ship on time, but also if they can find extra flags along the way for the ship by taking detours, there there will be another ten thousand pounds available. Of course. If they don't get back to the ship in time. Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes they fail these missions and they don't win any money. They'll lose. That's everything. right. I mean, it, it happens with regularity. Yes, it's, the stakes are really high. And they have 60 minutes to do all of this. It's basically a sort of a orienteering course. It's like being in the scouts yeah. or something. Uh, and of course, they the, the players decide they're going to take the detours along the way because they know they'll win. So they yes exactly yeah as if they're not going to do that chance. So they do things like uh, they pull some lobster traps that have been that are apparently set up by Matthew from Survivor UK. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Damn it, you stole my joke. Uh, yes, yeah, and he obviously left them unlocked for them. So yeah. oh, spoiler! If you haven't seen Survivor UK, uh, that's a joke. <laughs> it's not a spoiler whatsoever. Um. They do things like abseil down to the ship at one point. Kind of reminded me of Australia season one. They had a big uh, finale challenge mm, yeah. like this. When they're abseiling, Molly, Jazz, and Evie are the first three to go. And then it's Andrew's turn. <laughs> I don't know what to say about this. Someone sent me a sort of uh, like a gif or a gif of Homer Simpson like tumbling down a cliff endlessly. <laughs> um, poor Andrew. After what feels like 20 minutes of him falling down the cliff, he finishes. Harry then completes it in mere seconds, which makes sense. Like, Harry's in the army. He probably does all this really cool physical demanding uh, training stuff. Yeah, but he said the other thing was, uh, you know, going back a few minutes, he said in the army he fixed helicopters, but he had never been on one. And I'm like, I'm like, well, okay, that tells me one of two things. Either you don't trust yourself to go up in a helicopter that you worked on (laughs) or the people you work for are kind of dicks because that would be the first thing like, hey, can I go up in one? You know, I mean, I'm the one who works on them. Yeah. And they're just like, no, (laughs) maybe it's because he's so untrustworthy in general. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you said you fixed that part, but did you really? No, then they would have him go on. That would be how you test him. <laughs> you know, let's let's take you on a trip and see. And he's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a good test. Next up, they they do some sort of cave exploration whilst Claudia sends sassy messages via radio. I don't even know if they're on the other... I don't know if that radio is real. I don't know if I believe it. <laughs> um, uh, up next, they, they take a speedboat to get to the ship. Harry's puking over the side. <laughs> this, this mission is basically... Now, David, this won't really mean anything to you, but there's a kid's show called Raven that, that was on... Actually, not even when I was a kid, but after my time. There was a there was a BBC kids show called Raven, and it was like this. It was like an adventure show, um, and uh, people have been posting lots about it on social media recently because the Raven was there was a man who ran, it was a kid. It was like a adventure gameplay kids, came, you know, reality kids came on and did puzzles and things. I mean, like the tracers, but without lying and murdering. And <laughs> the the guy who played the main character wore this big feathery costume. And last week, you know, Claudia had her big fringy outfit. So people mm -hmm. were making funny comparisons online. Like, hey, she's stolen Raven's costume. But the thing is, Raven always ended with this sort of boat mission with, obviously much simpler than this, but with flags on a boat and stuff. So I thought, this is incredibly similar. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that was deliberate or not. But they end up having this epic rush to hoist the flags and... There's a, there's a, we don't know, well, we do think we do know they're going to obviously win, <laughs> but the, there's a shot of the, sh the the ship coming round a cliff corner, the sail is hoisted fully, the crowd are going wild when I'm watching it, it was, it was fantastic. So they win their £20,000. Yeah, yes, I, I want to say, I, for one, was completely and totally shocked that they had enough time to go to all the detours and get all the money and with just seconds to spare. It's amazing how well production can estimate exactly how long it yeah. will take players to complete these missions. Yes. And I, I said that with as much feeling as I possibly could. Whilst I was watching, my sister was watching back in Scotland. She sent me a text in. My goodness, that's amazing. They made it in the nick of time. <laughs> so I think everyone's got the same sort of feeling about that. But, yeah, I, but... I've seen I've seen that on Twitter. Uh, the host of a different uh, Traders uh, podcast uh, posted something about it. And I responded back with a, a, a gif about being shocked. And he responded back and said, it's amazing. You sent your response with only three seconds remaining to, to get back to me, you know? So. But you know what? It's fun nonetheless. And it's a big uh, euphoric yeah. moment. So uh, who cares? Uh, Claudia offers them. So she says they'll have some hot chocolates when they get back to the castle. And then bit of a dampener a round table so we we see them in the cars heading back to the castle i don't think there's anything particularly significant other than that we we get a little interview clip of harry saying he thinks he has molly and jazz on side we arrive mm. back to the castle he's half right we, well yeah <laughs> molly and harry are in the kitchen and harry's asking her who do you trust more jazz or andrew and i think I'm gonna gonna contradict myself now. Earlier, I said Harry had always known he was going to throw Andrew under the bus, and I do think he was. But I think for now, he's he's just figuring out what is Molly going to do, and how can I sort of mirror that right. for now, so that she again just 
thinks we are best pals and we are in sync. And he says in his interview, he does feel really bad. These friendships sort of go beyond the game now. But he has to do what he has to do. Uh, yeah. Jazz arrives in the kitchen and Harry then says to him, I'm sure it's one of them, meaning Evie and Andrew. Mm-hmm. And Molly even has a moment where she's talking to Harry and I don't know the first exact sentence she says, but she finishes with, I'd never speak to you again, implying if you were a traitor after all this time. And Harry said, yeah, because Harry says, well, if it was you, I reckon I'd just say fair play. And she's like, I wouldn't. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) To hell with you. Uh, And and he he replies to her just by saying, well, you know, you don't need to worry about that because I'm not. Right. And obviously she just utterly buys it. Jazz and Molly are talking uh, a little bit later on their own at some point. And there's what what is a significant moment, but could have been even more significant. Jazz says to Molly, so I actually trust you the most. And he goes on to say, I'm going to raise a question tonight, meaning at the round table. And I want you to really pay attention to that question and look at the person I ask to see their reaction. I, this is another moment that when all the people I'm watching this with are going nuts at this because we thought, mm-hmm. oh, this is the turning point. This, What does this mean? What's going to happen? Molly in an interview then says that she isn't really that sure about Jazz. She doesn't know she should trust him. He's, she says he's made some strange mistakes along the way. What, what do you think, David, are the mistakes in her mind that jazz has made along the way um well for one thing i mean he uh when he was slow playing paul he jumped on board whoever i I can't remember who was voted who was banished before uh paul do you remember who that right before paul okay then then maybe he didn't vote for miles or maybe at some point he lost he 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 was slow playing Paul so much and he focused on someone else and he was wrong. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I've lost the details in my mind, but that was one thing that he did wrong. Uh, I mean, another thing is that he, you know, Molly is just so completely bamboozled by Harry. Um, and so, you know, she's going to look at everything through, you know, through that lens. Yeah. Um, now, one thing, that I thought was interesting in in between these conversations you mentioned, Jazz has a confessional and talks about, you know, Harry has just he, he's perfect. He has orchestrated everything so well. How could that be? Uh, you know, with it, obviously, you know, he's a traitor. And, and it's like, yes, he did. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, even. And I, I, I think I'll probably mention this at some point. Well, no, I will. I'll I'll come back to my thoughts on what Jazz thinks about Harry. Harry and Andrew are also talking in the house alone. Harry says, maybe they should stick it on Evie and Jazz. And I have this, maybe I'm completely off here. I have this perspective of Harry and Andrew at this point in the game. I feel like they've come to this understanding between them that Andrew will just not betray Harry, but they're both very aware that Harry will easily betray Andrew. It's like they've kind of both just come to accept that Andrew's going to stick as a pair no matter what, and and Harry doesn't really know what he's going to do. It's 
I, I mean, Andrew has tried to plant seeds a couple times and been shot down. Now, I, I, like you, I have further thoughts. Like when we're done, I have some wrap up thoughts about what Andrew could have done differently. But, um, you know, he's tried a couple times to gently plant seeds. And it's every single time he's done it, he's been like, well, what about Harry? Nobody's mentioning Harry. And they're all like, ah, that's because he's perfect. He's a faithful. There's no way. Yeah. It's hard to fight against that. He, uh, But I do think he had opportunity or he at this point in time has opportunities. Mm-hmm. And again, I'll, you know, I have more to say about that later. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. It's time for our first roundtable. Or kind of it is, it is the roundtable, the only roundtable, because from here on in after that, it's... It's not technically round table, it's end game. Yeah, even though they'll be at the round table, it's yeah. not the round table. <laughs> <laughs> we see some more slow motion arrival shots. They all walk in one by one. There's a there's an interview clip of Jazz saying, I just need to know if Harry's a traitor or not. So it's just it's excellent editing. It's they're really building up mm-hmm. the tension. They're leaving it. It's like it's like cliffhangers within cliffhangers, you know, built in throughout the episode. They're teasing us along so well. Claudia speaks to them. She tells them again, there is now £95,150 in the prize fund. And, you know, does her usual. It's your time. Find the traitors. Who do you trust? All that stuff. Evie starts the discussions and basically states the obvious. She reckons that she signed her own banishment last week or last episode. By confidently agreeing with Zach's theory about Harry's failed murder, and she thinks, "Yeah, I was I was so confident that it was Jasmine, but actually, I've now just pinned it on myself." And Jazz speaks up, and he says he's finding it difficult not to suspect her. I still don't know if Jazz actually believes that or not. I I kind this is this is what I was going to come to. I kind of think he does. I, I think it's easy to give Jazz too much credit. You know, we we think Jazz is the detective. Mm. Jazz has got it all figured out. He doesn't really. We have to remember, he's he's really smart. Yes. He doesn't actually know that Harry's a traitor. And he doesn't actually know that Evie's a faithful. So 
although it's frustrating to see Jazz questioning her, you do have to remember, well, he is a faithful and he doesn't really know. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's just it's just the nature of being a faithful and being a traitor and doesn't matter how good right. a player you are if you're a faithful you still don't really know anything 100 percent. yeah i mean the other thing is i do think at this point jazz had a plan i think it's a flawed plan as again i'll discuss at the end but i think he had a plan and i don't think evie was a part of that plan so it didn't matter to him if they got rid of evie i think evie should have been a part of that plan but i don't think she was and so, yeah, that's, you know, it's hard to say what he actually thought other than his strategy. Yeah. I wonder if you, what you think his plan is, is what I think his plan is. I, <laughs> want, I wonder if his plan was, it's easier to convince one person than two people. So I thought, he thought, I'll get down to three. I can maybe convince Molly more than I can convince Molly and Evie. And, and you know, I just thought, maybe Jazz mm -hmm. thought, you know what, I'm going to just have to get down to three and, I and suspect chance. that was his thought, and I think that was a flawed thought. Um, but yeah, yeah because, again, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Molly was maybe just ne never going to be the person that that would work with. Yeah, uh, Molly and Harry chime in at this point at round table. They say they're also not sure about Evie, and at this point, you know, they're right at the end of the gate. They just can't take a chance on anyone that mm -hmm. they're not very confident about. Of course, obviously, Harry knows. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> Molly doesn't. Jazz then asks Evie, well, who do you think is a traitor? And Evie says her eyes are on Andrew because of his reaction to Rossi's accusations about lying. You know, he was so defensive about it. He got so angry. So elusive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That strange word that you yeah. don't know. Then comes this moment that is, is just, again, great TV that Jazz steps in. And we, we think he's kind of going to turn the whole game around. He says, can I just ask a question? The crowd goes nuts. And by the, again, if anyone, if you check out the tra the the traitor, the tra what's, I don't even know what my own podcast is called. If you check out the Trader podcast Instagram stories, I couldn't help myself but film all of these crowd reactions. So you'll get to see everyone going wild at all these significant moments. Um, yeah, some of them you should post at not just as stories, because by you know the stories may be gone by the time this yeah. you know people hear this. I think I'm, I'm going to do a sort of supercut. I'm going to edit all these together yeah. for a fun little video and and post that. He says, "Can I just ask a question?" And he turns to Harry. He says, "With yourself, Harry." He asks him, "Do you remember that early conversation I had with you about Paul?" And it's a link back to this. I really now about four or five episodes ago. Mm -hmm. Harry, uh, I'm going to get the names all mixed up now. Jazz spoke to Harry in confidence and said, I think Paul's a traitor. If I am murdered, it's probably because I'm right. Harry then went and told Paul this. Paul then comes back to Jazz and says, hey, Harry told me what you said about me. And from then on, Jazz has had that in his mind. He thought, why did Harry tell him what I said? And why did Harry never bring that up at the round table? Something weird is going on. So Jazz is finally confronting Harry about it. I say confronting, he's not particularly aggressive about it. And Harry, when, when Jazz asks him, Harry, it's the most hesitant I've seen him in the game, actually. Mm -hmm. he, he, it's like, it's he's such a good actor and such a good liar, but this is the first time I thought he's really stumbling and he, he just sort of goes, um, I, I think so. And Jazz goes, you didn't tell him. 
And Harry say, again sort of hesitates and says, mm, I don't think so. And you can really see the panic on Harry's face. Right. Because he just is, doesn't expect this to happen and he doesn't know which would be the best lie to tell here. Jazz, uh, then, uh, yeah, Jazz is basically saying, why would Harry tell Paul what I said? And Harry sort of, he, he, get, he makes his way out of it. He says, well, I think maybe I just said to Paul something like, oh, you might want to clear the air with Jazz. And he says, well, look, Paul was a traitor. He was throwing names around. He was doing whatever he could do to escape suspicion. I don't, and he, he finishes just by saying, I, I don't know what else to I can say about this. I, I can't speak for Paul. And it, that's kind of it. I think Jazz is done. He, he doesn't really challenge it much more and no one else seems to pitch in. So it's time for voting. Well, yeah, on, on this whole Jazz thing, I... This is, you know, one of the problems is uh, he waited too long. He waited till literally the last minute to bring up the conversation and try to catch him in a lie. Yeah. And then he didn't really push it when Harry stumbled. Like you said, this was the first time Harry really stumbled. And I understand Jazz is playing it slow. I get it. I, I We've talked about how good it was, but this was too slow. Yeah. And this was waiting too long to reveal this piece of information. It allowed Harry to pretend not to remember because it was so long ago. Um, and because it was at the final round table, people couldn't go back and think about it. Cause a lot of times you have to plant the seed and then that seed grows over the next day or two. Yeah. And that's gave no time for it. So Harry made an excuse. He blamed Paul, but jazz couldn't go back and follow up with other players to point out and be like, Hey, did you see the massive holes in that story? Yeah. It was just too late to make it work. And I, yeah, that, that was, I think that was jazz's losing mistake right there. Yeah. And I think that idea of them not being able to really confer much anymore ends up being incredibly important for the, for the yeah. remainder of the episode. So the votes come in and we pretty much know what's going to happen, right? Andrew votes Evie, Evie votes for Andrew, and the remaining three, Jazz, Harry, Molly, mm -hmm. all vote Evie. So she stands up, she tells us she was she loves them all, she was really proud these were the five who made it to the end, wishes them good luck, and closes by saying, of course I'm a faithful. So, <laughs> Claudia comes in to speak she says you know it's not the end of the game in fact now the game is in your hands and explains how it will all finish that they get to keep voting if they want until they agree to stop voting or she doesn't actually say this she explains it a little bit later in the episode the game will end automatically when there are only two people left because they can't vote yeah. one another <laughs> and she tells them to think carefully because we are about to enter the end game there's a there's a little shot of Harry saying, I, I feel like we're all faithful. And yeah, no, is it possible? Is it possible that we're all faithful? And it's like, no, Harry, it isn't, you know? And yeah. Not well, just because obviously there are two of them who aren't, but also just the way production handles things, unless they've changed it and you know, adopted some of the uh suggestions we've made. Um, you know, no, there's no way they're going to let it get down to five people and have them all be faithful yeah and what i think probably molly hasn't realized is there literally has to be a traitor left sort of or practically because 
Zach was murdered and they haven't caught a traitor since. So someone murdered Zach. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there just must be one left. Yeah. And I don't think she puts that together. Um, And actually there's a moment of Andrew here saying something like, well, we can't be. Well, I think when Harry says, "Well, uh, mm-hmm. maybe we're all faithful," and Andrew goes, "Well, we can't be." So it's probably it's pretty clear Andrew is yeah going to to do something. He's not yes. going to act like he thinks they're all faithful. They have, I guess, what what ends up being their last debrief, their last very short chance, probably to talk about things. Molly and Harry again. It's a it's a repetition, basically, of a conversation they had earlier. Yeah, where. Molly says, I don't think it's you. And if it is, I'll literally never speak to you again. Harry says that he thinks that Jazz is faithful, which to us implies, okay, he's going for Andrew. Mm-hmm. And in his interview, he he says as much. He says, uh, my, my best option is to take Andrew out. And again, I think he has probably always known that. Andrew and Jazz are talking and Andrew then... And I, I think maybe you'll think this as well. Andrew turns on Harry so swiftly and so confidently, it's too obvious. And and Jazz notices it. He he just, you know, he just very quickly goes, Well, it's obviously Harry. He knows he knew he's he's known every single traitor. And I reckon he's been a traitor from the start. It's just overkill. And Jazz, I think, just realizes, yeah, this is too much. And I, I I I kind I just this is what I predicted in the previous episode of the podcast, probably even the one before that. It's playing out the way I thought it would play out. Yeah, I expected at this point Harry would go after Jazz, that he would he would, you know, get together with Andrew and Molly and just go after Jazz, knowing that he could absolutely get Molly to vote out Andrew right afterwards. Yeah. And truly you know, knowing now what happened and how close it was for Harry, I do think that would have been the better move. Get Jazz out first. Make Andrew still think, oh, there's a possibility that the two of us could share it. And then I I don't think Molly was ever siding with Andrew. And yeah. I think Andrew is a worse debater than Jazz. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So I think he should have gone after Jazz at this point. Um, it, it's a minor quibble in the well. Yeah. It ends up being a minor quibble, but it might not have been. <laughs> Although he he would have had to convince Andrew to do that too, you know, to make it not a split vote. It, it would have been 50-50 um, if Harry and Molly had gone for Andrew and Andrew and Jazz had gone for Harry. But I, but I, what I'm saying is, if he had gone after Jazz, if Andrew and Molly had voted for Jazz, yeah, that yeah yeah yeah, then. I mean, he would have tried. He could have tried to get Andrew on board, even if Andrew had voted Harry and Jazz had voted Andrew because he would have still told him the same thing. Then it would have been two to one to one. And he'd have, you know, they would have still gotten rid of Jazz. Yeah. Uh, the four then, the four of them left are they're in the bar. They are. And this is another moment. It's, it seems like they're seriously considering maybe there's not a traitor left but I've, of course again i was just sort of thinking of course there is <laughs> of course there's one left because of because zach was murdered and you haven't caught a traitor he was he was murdered by the ghost of a traitor <laughs> yeah he was mur- <laughs> murdered by the ghost of ross and a sort of last minute revenge 
it's time for the end game then and we get something that i'm sure is new i don't think they did this in the first series that claude claudia sort of interviews them all again very much like mm. she did in episode one when she was picking a traitor or production was picking a traitor and pretending claudia picked so so i did you did you watch traitors uncloaked no. did you have a chance no. so in there i might as well just i, I was going to mention it later but she says she keeps ref- keeps referring to her picking her picking and then at the very end says well i pick along with discussions with production mm, okay. so she is at least insisting that she has some major say in it yeah okay uh for for whatever that's worth yeah i, I wonder yeah i can, <laughs> i wonder if the pr- producers are like you sure claudia we'll take your opinions into account yeah yeah <laughs> No, no, I, I take that back. Of course I would listen to Claudia. So, <laughs> yeah, she, she does these sort of interviews with them just about how does it feel? You've made it all this way. What's your plan now going into the end game? She remind, she makes Molly realize that she's the last woman and Molly says, oh, I hadn't even noticed that. Mm-hmm. And she says she won't forgive herself if she gives the money to a traitor by accident. Andrew says he's found the experience amazing. He says he sort of has a plan going into the end game and he isn't going down without a fight harry is reminded by claudia that you know he's the youngest traitor and he's managed to vote out all four traitors so far well not all four because andrew's still here for now and she she praises his shield plan she she picks out that specifically and Mm -hmm. says that was just genius and i do think and it was it was such a oh yeah because no one no one has caught on no one has figured out right this other option that it could have actually just been that Harry was a, tr- you know, they, they just never questioned it enough. Right. Jazz talks to Claudia and basically says he still does not trust anyone and he'll stick with his gut because that's what he's been doing the whole game. Mm. I don't, I, I don't think he's given himself enough credit there. It's not just his gut, you know, he's, he's been smart. It's his brain. It. Yeah. yeah. Claudia then explains to them again and the, the end. Well, what's funny is the fact that this was indoors. So, this is not a spoiler. Series one, they did this outside, uh, outside the house. I, I'm just guessing they had to have a contingency plan in case. <laughs> Again, it's Scotland. It rains all the time. So, well, she even said that. She said, "While a storm rages outside, we will be having it inside." I did not even notice that. It's because when people talk about storms in Scotland, my brain is numb to it, so I don't register. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so she actually says it. Yeah, and I'm just sitting there going, oh, I hope they got fire code approval for having a big fire pit in the middle of a wooden room. That's all I could wonder was how the (laughs) hell are they being allowed to do this without smoke alarms going off and this whole place not burning to the ground? Yeah. uh, She talks to them about the ceremonial pouches. They'll each have two pouches, one that says endgame, one that says banish again. And if even one person chooses to banish again, they will vote. And again, Claudia does it for them. They give her the pouches. It just makes me laugh because I'm sure in the US one, I'm almost certain they, in series one, they, the players just did it themselves. Uh, no, no. US one, US season one, um, Alan did them. Oh, It was in uh, the Maybe. most recent Australia, Australia where season. they did it themselves, yeah. I believe. It, it just, it's, I don't know, it feels... I, I don't I don't know if it's a safety thing. I don't know. It's, well, in this case, I bet it was. I, I bet, I bet well, in this yeah. case, they didn't want people just lobbing 
fiery pouches all over the place, you know, in yeah. a wooden room. I would love if they had made Claudia Winkleman do some sort of fire safety course <laughs> in order to be able to present this. So they they all pick their pouches and hand them over. Claudia starts to throw them in. And they all vote red, right? Jazz votes yeah. to banish. He says that he's still got concerns. Molly says she would rather just feel even more secure than she does right now. Andrew immediately just names Harry. He just goes for it. He's like, I think it's Harry. He's known too much step by step. And when it's Harry's turn to explain, he he, has, he does his best at acting very shocked. And he goes, well, that was kind of random. And then reiterates kind of what Molly said. He says, I need to be totally certain with everyone here. So they vote again. And yeah. And, and I will say, you know, you mentioned what, what Andrew said. And, you know, a, a few minutes ago, I said that, you know, Jazz waited till the last minute. But, you know, Andrew truly waited till the last second to make his accusations. I mean, it was like, yeah, like you said, it's like, it's Harry. And I, I mean, I know he had tried preparing Jazz for it ahead of time. But the best he could hope for at that point was a tie. Unless Harry or Molly did something at that point stupid uh, by voting Jazz. So, I, you know, he did point out uh, now I'm jumping ahead to what the votes are, but, uh, you know, he does point out he knew he couldn't change their minds. But could you have if you had tried something a little earlier? I, yeah. I don't know. And part of me wonders if it's a sort of uh, I can't refer to other seasons in Rune. I'm not going to spoil this. I uh, how, how do I say this? I wonder if it was a last ditch attempt to also maybe. Like, well, if I'm going out, I'm taking Harry with me. So maybe he just thought, screw it. I'm going to make mm -hmm. it look so obvious that he's also a, a traitor. But I, the thing is, that also does not work. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Molly votes. And of course, she votes for Andrew. Andrew votes for Harry. Harry votes for Andrew. And uh, there's a glimmer of hope that maybe there'll be some sort of tie break and Jazz will save the day. But he he votes for, he goes for Andrew. Uh, and I, I, I at this point just thought Harry is winning. It's too late. Andrew then it doesn't have much of a speech or anything. He just kind of says, "I'm a traitor." Off mm -hmm. he goes. Molly looks like she's completely shocked and upset. And Harry's like, "No way!" Pretending that he's yeah, I mean, his, his he kept his acting skills going here. Yeah, yeah. and and i i was surprised there wasn't a celebration like there usually is when a traitor is banished you know at least among molly and harry i mean jazz obviously what you know but there was no celebration they were still very somber yeah i think at this point it's just so intense and the money is really within touching distance they you you they must just be so on yeah. edge they they can't even celebrate that claudia congratulates andrew on playing a great game and off he goes Time to pick their pouches again. And and here is where Claudia says there's no discussion about this. And I again yeah. I sort of think I wonder if if they were allowed to talk for five minutes, could Jazz have said, Look, Molly, here is why I, you know, I'm gonna break it down and explain it again. Could, could it have made a difference? I don't know. We'll never know. They they give Claudia their pouches second time round. Molly goes green. She wants to end the game. And she says, mm -hmm. well, I'm I'm going on the basis that there really was only one traitor left and we've just found him, so we can just end it. 
Harriet also votes green in the game. And he says he's 100% sure about Molly and Jazz. And then it's time for Jazz. He votes red. The crowd is cheering, even though I, I think it's futile now. And he says he's only really confident about Molly. <laughs> And he feels like there's a trend of traitors taking, trying to take out traitors at the last minute, which is, and he's right. Uh, and he thinks yeah. that that's what Andrew was doing. H Harry then, and they kind of do speak a little bit here, I guess. I know, I know that Claudia said you, no discussion, but they, they, they kind of mm -hmm. get a little bit of it. Harry defends it and he says, well, I, I think Andrew was just doing that out of spite. Like he yeah. just was angry and I don't know. It's it's not a great argument, but it's good enough for Molly. So. Right, right. Uh, and so they vote. And it's this just a, a ridiculously intense, drawn out, difficult to watch. Molly is completely struggling with what to do. She's It looks like she's even crying. We see a shot of her writing the letter H. And she looks up to Harry and she sort of whispers, it's not you. And he says, it's not. And there's this, you know, even more intense moment because Claudia asks them what she what she always does now. Are the names locked in? And she asks Harry, Jazz, Molly. And then at the last second, Molly says, can I change it? And I, I thought that production would say no. I thought Claudia would say no. If you've written your name, it's too late. But they, they let they let her and she changes it. I mean, there's there's no point in asking, is it locked in if you don't have a chance to change it? You know, if you have to say yes, it's locked in. It's kind of like uh, in the old Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Is yeah, that yeah, your final, final answer? Answer, yeah. Uh, and so, um, it, you know, so the people end up saying final answer this. Yeah, I guess, and I it's guess. It, it's funny because it reminds me I was. This has absolutely no bearing on anything, but it's British. So uh, I was watching, I'm rewatching uh, newish Doctor Who. And there's some where unit is running around yeah. and they declare an actual emergency. And I'm like, <laughs> is that a British thing? Actual emergency instead of just declaring emergency isn't good enough. It has to be actual emergency. Uh, no, not particularly British, just some strange script writing. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> I thought it was like the same thing. Final answer and, you know, locked in actual emergency. So yeah. she doesn't get to her actual answer. And because, yeah, Claudia's like, no, we're not, we're not done until everybody's happy. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I, I also, I was, I, again, I'm watching it with hundreds of people and it was, yeah, they had, they had to put subtitles on because it was. Everybody right. was excited, but it was so loud. I, I couldn't yes. really hear everything. So I guess I was I was a bit confused. But Harry, uh, it's time to vote then. Harry votes for Jazz. He says he doesn't believe that either of them are traitors, but you know, he's got to he's got to go for jazz if it's anyone. They're playing the the music here is just fantastic. It's actually the soundtrack from the Interstellar film the Christopher Nolan film which is like really beautiful Hans Zimmer music it's so it's just so cinematic and intense and Jazz then votes for Harry of course they're going to leave Molly till last right and it's all built up to this moment Molly says I've trusted Harry from the start and I've had suspicions of you Jazz and she shows us her slate she's gone for Jazz 
it's all over. We know the horrible thing that's going to happen, or the great things, yes. depending on your perspective. Yes. So Jazz says, I'm a faithful. And he leaves. I think Molly just thinks they've got, oh, well, they've got rid of another faithful needlessly. Oh, what a shame. I don't think she thinks, oh, God. Right. No, I absolutely. She yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, I shouldn't have done yeah, that. Yeah, she, she never, I mean, she wanted to end the game. Yeah. You know, so in her mind, Jazz just cost himself 30,000 uh, uh, pounds. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think she's fine. I mean, I am surprised that she actually wavered between Harry and Jazz in that final vote and originally wrote down Harry's name. I, that shocks me that she even considered that. But in the end, she couldn't do it, you yeah. know, as as I think all of us had figured since the, you know, for a while now, it was just a, a lot closer than I expected, which, you know, one last moment decision makes the difference of almost 50,000 pounds for herself and jazz. Yeah. <laughs> but I think she, the, she, she was about to vote for Harry a, because maybe jazz, what Jazz said earlier did mm -hmm. make her question things. Maybe she did find it strange and it's stuck in her head. Or, and what a lot of people online were suggest have been going crazy about and posting, saying, Molly, you're an idiot. A lot of people online are saying, well, it doesn't make sense that Jazz is a traitor because why would he have voted to banish again? If he was a traitor, he would have just also ended the game. How it so maybe that made Molly think, this is weird. Why is he voting again? However, Right, this is a, this is a spoiler alert that I'm just going to talk about. If you have not seen US Traitor Season 1, skip ahead 60 seconds. <laughs> this happened at the end of that season with Siri. She probably could have just ended the game when there were four left. But she did and she was she was a traitor. She chose to keep going and vote out Ari. And at the time, you know, when I watched it, I thought why is she doing this? But it worked and she won. So you you can be a traitor and continue to vote to banish when you don't really need to. She just didn't want to split the money with Ari. <laughs> right. So, yeah, pe people online, why, why would Jazz have voted to banish again? I can understand that a traitor might still do that. So, Yeah, I mean, and in that case, Molly's screwed no matter what. If she's up against yeah. two traitors at that point, she's screwed no matter what. And it comes back to, I think, you know, what we were just saying, she believed all three of them were faithful at that point. And that was her overwhelming belief. Yeah. And Jazz almost got there. He yeah. came so close. I mean, you literally cannot get any closer than he got, but just couldn't do it. And again, I think it's in part because he waited too long. Yeah, wait, waited too long and was up against two people who had become incredibly close and right. he just could not make a wedge between a friendship. Yeah. So yeah. Claudia then she is she's left with Molly and Harry. She tells them, You're the last two players. If you're both faithful, you'll share the money and so on. It's time for them to reveal their status. And Molly very you know, sort of naively just sort of smiles and says, mm -hmm. I'm a faithful. She's so relieved. And Harry he keeps up the, the pretense right till the end. You know, he's smiling. He's trying to look like he's he's excited about this when he's about to share. And then he says, I am, and since the start, have been a traitor. And it's just this uh, fantastic or awful moment that Molly just, she's absolutely devastated. 
she starts swearing she just walks out she just can't even bear to be there she leaves we see her go off it's uh i mean it's it whether if she even if she didn't play a smart game it's still really tough to watch it's a yeah. horrible moment and we see a bit of her in, in her interview saying that she wrote his name down she changed it she just couldn't bring herself to do it but you know she actually she does admit she says well do you know what you played a great game fair play to him so i thought right that's quite even though she said she was never going to speak to him again i thought right that's pretty impressive that at least she's she's able to say he did he played a good game yeah and you know spoiler alert from the uncloaked they are you know they are friends again uh so you know that's good um but yeah she was broken at that moment yeah uh, and i think harry even had a little problem saying it because so i posted the congratulatory video on uh my tiktok etc and so i watched that clip multiple times and i think he left out the word have i think he says like i have i am and always <laughs> and then pause and then says been a traitor and i i think the word have got lost in there somewhere it, it did i, I noticed yeah. the exact same thing yeah yeah so i mean no wonder he's he's like yeah nervous at this moment about, about what he's yeah. about to do so it's Harry left. He's won. He's with Claudia. She congratulates him. Like congratulates him on an extraordinary game. He has won ninety five thousand one hundred and fifty pounds. She says you're twenty two years old and you beat everyone. And we get Harry in his interview again talking about his family. He did it for them. And outside the castle, he shouts, "I'm the best traitor in the world!" Followed by, "I hope Molly didn't hear that." Yeah, that was that was hilarious. <laughs> And I just want to point out to a previous trader on a different series of the show who said they were the best trader in the world. And <laughs> I mean, they were disproven uh, that, no, you are not Harry. You know, there will be debates, I'm sure, about who is the actual best. But Harry certainly has a claim to it, whereas that person does not. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I think he's he's quite right in saying that. And... The episode ends there. I, I've got one or two thoughts, but uh, David, I know what you, you want to talk about Andrew a little bit and how you think he could have played differently and saved the game. What might Andrew have done? Yeah, so I've got a few thoughts about Andrew. I've mentioned some things about Jazz, but expand on that. So Andrew, I think, much like Jazz, waited too long to make his move. Um, you know, Harry had Molly completely in his pocket. They were an unbreakable duo for voting. Everybody should have known that. He needed to get Evie and Jazz on his side at the previous vote. And I really feel like he could have if he had played it right. Evie knew she was on the chopping block. So if if Andrew came to her and said, hey, I'm working on a three to vote for Harry. It will save you. He is a traitor. Let's do this. Evie would have been incredibly foolish not to jump on that. Yeah. And then Jazz, we know already had suspicions. So if if he had approached Jazz now, that one would have been a little bit more difficult because, you know, you never know where Jazz's mind is exactly. I mean, we knew, but obviously he didn't know. But, 
you know, you got to try. You know that Molly is off limits. Try the other two. That was his only move at that point, and he didn't make it because I just don't think I, I like Andrew a lot, but his mind does not work in the same way in terms of strategic thinking. And so I just I, I don't think it occurred to him. Yeah, it's it's like you mentioned earlier that he, of course, was a recruit, not an, an original traitor chosen by production. So he presumably didn't really want to be a traitor or didn't think mm -hmm. he would do a good job. And as far as I remember, that is why he was recruited, because Paul and Harry reckoned he would be a good uh, option for for right. sabotage, uh, you know, a, a sort of scapegoat, recruit him, throw him under the bus. So, so even they knew he probably wasn't particularly suited to it. Yeah. And then, like I said, you know, I, I've already mentioned this a couple of times. You know, Jazz, same thing. He he waited too long. I mentioned that earlier. And I think that was just especially true at the end game. He could have gone again with Evie and Andrew at final five. Yeah. Uh, he could have uh, uh, tied the vote at final four. And at least maybe something would have happened. Um, instead, he waited until final three. I mean, I thought there was zero chance of Molly turning on Harry. As we discussed, it turned out that there was more than zero chance, but, <laughs> you know, it still ended up, uh, you know, not happening. And just imagine if Jazz had given his thoughts more time to sink in so Molly didn't have to make an absolutely, completely last-minute decision when she felt like she was screwing over her best friend. Yeah, yeah. I so so yeah I just I, I think those are the two things you know th those two people could have done they're both the same thing really move sooner yeah before I sort of get your your overall last impression of the series as a whole I I had a thought last night when I was watching the show too I again I was with a I was around a table with a group of friends and, and a couple of people I just met yesterday so there was someone there who actually a fellow Scott and he i said oh who do you want to win or something like that and he said i don't want i don't watch this show so he, so i was with someone who <laughs> was just there because his friends were there but didn't he knew what the show was he hadn't watched it so i was like oh you're not going to know what's going on and he was like yeah i'll get the I'll get the hang of it so he he watched i think he liked the idea of it <laughs> and we had a chat afterwards and he was saying, oh, so you do you do a podcast about this? And he was asking questions about the podcast. And he said, oh, I guess uh, that's quite unusual that a traitor won. And I said, no. And he went, oh, sure, surely, it, surely it's really difficult to do what that guy just did. And I was saying, no, it's, it's far easier for a traitor to win. And he was going, what, and other versions of traitors won? And I said, yeah. And I was trying, I mean, this was like a 60 mm -hmm. second conversation. So I was saying, oh yeah, it's much easier because this and this, it's definitely weighted in the traitors uh, to their advantage. And he said this thing that's so simple, but I don't know if I've ever really talking about it. It's, maybe it's quite obvious. He said, yeah, but that guy had to had to act the whole time right up to the end. He said, no one else had to had to lie. And, and he just made this really simple point that Yes, the the, me the mechanics of the game make it easier for the traitors because they've got much more control and power and knowledge, but they do have the the, the psychological burden of constantly having to lie and and act really well. And so, so to this guy who'd never seen the show before, that was his takeaway: was 
it must be really difficult to pretend that whole time right up until the last minute. And I thought, yeah, actually, I, I, maybe I'd never take that particularly seriously. Mm -hmm. what, what, what do you what do you think about that, David? I, I mean, it's true. And we've seen, you know, not to give any spoilers, we've seen that take a toll on certain previous traders uh, where, you know, they just couldn't handle it anymore. They got to know people too well. They couldn't handle taking the money away, away from them. Yeah. And so, yeah, it takes a certain personality type. But that's I think that's the same in many of these games, whether it's, you know, Survivor or the U.S. version of Big Brother or yeah. The Mole or, uh, you know, any of these games, you're going to have to lie. You're going to get to know these people and you're going to have to either stab them in the back or find some other way to win. And it, so, like, on the most recent season of Survivor, there was a literal romantic-ish couple that made it to the end and had to argue against each other in the final three. Yeah. And, you know, try to say, no, I did these things. No, I did these things without, like, literally attacking the other one. And that's happened before. You have these friends who make it to the end, these people who have become friends over the, you know, month-ish that they've been out there. And they still have to do that. And sometimes they can't. Sometimes they, they fall apart at that point, too. Now, this is a little different because, you know, like, you know, like your new friend said, um, only one group specifically has to lie. Yeah. And... I, I don't know that that's true. I think that the faithful have to lie a bit too. Yeah, um, I think I've I've mentioned this in a previous episode that yeah, yeah, even as a faithful, you have to pick and choose what you want to say to certain people, or or something. Right. You have to pretend you you know you kind of know who a traitor is, but you have to act like you don't believe it. Right, and I, I think we're seeing more of this on the U.S. version, but of course, the U.S. version is made up of people who have played a lot of these types of games before, uh, so they're a lot more used to it. So, uh, I, I, yeah, it, it is hard to be a trader from that standpoint, unless you have the type of personality that you need to have, which is, you know, from my survivor and big brother rules is, you know, put, put your emotions aside. You have to do that. And we heard Harry talking about it. We heard Andrew talking about it. Uh, and it, it's just something you have to do or else you're, you're going to fall apart. Yeah. And again, uh sort of at the risk of repeating myself there's a lot of chat online mm -hmm. from people saying harry what an awful guy how could he do this to his friend and i just think you <laughs> wake up you are watching a television yes. game show this is not real and, I, and i've said this a million times in the podcast what do you want the traitors to do do you want them to quit because they don't want to be mean to people like there wouldn't be a show if there weren't traitors trying to lie to people. You wouldn't have yeah, anything to and, watch. Yeah, and I will say, I, I do have a couple of thoughts from Uncloaked, but I do want to mention that the players who lost this season are, you know, at, seeing them on, on, on Uncloaked, seeing them on Twitter and elsewhere, are so much better than those types of people that you're talking about on social media and the crybabies who lost <laughs> U.S. season one. You know, this is how a person should act after a game is over. Give credit where credit is due. Applaud the person who beat you. Don't whine about it for months and months and months. You know, I mean, there was an article. I, I think we may have mentioned it 
either here or on the U.S. podcast, there was an article recently, an interview from one of the losers, the losing traders from U.S. season one, who was still whining about the person who won that season. <laughs> and that guy's like a multimillionaire. So it's not even about the money, yeah. you know? And so, yeah. And again, going back to the most recent season of Survivor, one person won. And they won by backstabbing or otherwise getting rid of all these other people. And yet literally all of them got together or as many as possible for multiple screenings of the show across the country. Yeah. And so they're hanging out together just as friends, even though one of them won and the rest of them lost. And that's the way it should be. They shared an experience. They had a game. Yeah, you can be upset you didn't win. But don't be a bunch of crybabies. <laughs> um, so I, I, I do want to say a couple of things um, even before I get to uh, about Uncloaked. Because several people asked me uh, in comments on TikToks or on Twitter about how nobody questioned why Harry hadn't been murdered. And the thing is, I feel like Harry didn't really seem to stand out as someone who should be murdered until he helped get Paul out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Until that point, he was one of several supposed faithfuls. And so it wasn't like he was target number one. And so he survived that vote. Or I'm sorry, he survived that murdering after the Paul vote. And I think Molly, like this was one of the times when Molly was almost there. You know, like she's I, I I think she started to say something about how odd it was, but then got distracted she, away she from did. it. Yeah. Yeah. And then he got the shield the next time. And so, OK, he had a reason for not being murdered that time. And then they murdered Zach, who was a truly viable target, at least as much a target as Harry. So I don't think there would have been any reason to say, how did Harry survive that? Because they got rid of Zach, who was a huge obvious faithful yeah and you know jazz had suspicions but as we've discussed he was moving slowly so i i think that's how harry did it you know and plus of course he was just so obviously a faithful as far as everyone but jazz was concerned so yeah. they just you know he just managed to pick the targets well and and pick his positions well i think yeah uh i I've said this before, but I haven't watched the last three episodes of Uncloaked because I'm traveling. Mm -hmm. I'm not at home right now, so I just do not have the time. David, uh, you don't have to do my sort of ninety second wrap up, but but I'll hand over to you. What what you did watch Uncloaked? Anything particularly significant there? Well, the one thing I'll say is this episode of Uncloaked, unlike all the others, was actually enjoyable because it focused on Claudia <laughs> and the final five instead yeah. of guests laughing at Ed's dumb jokes. Yes. Um, you know, I even posted on Twitter something like if you go on, if you're a guest on this show is like it in your contract that you have to laugh at his jokes, because that's <laughs> truly the only reason I can see for doing it. Um they did have a full audience at this one, so they didn't just have the few podcast producers clapping in the background. Um, they had a full audience. They had all the traders there. I don't know when it was. I mean, I, I can't imagine they do it live. So clearly it must have been done before the, tr the finale actually aired. I think they do it a day or two before. Okay. 
Um, and so, uh, you know, so there were some references there, but, um, so I almost viewed it more as a reunion show than as an actual podcast. Yeah. And it also continues to annoy me that they're like, we're going to have this show and then we're going to tell you to switch to this other podcast to get the rest of it. It's like, screw you have it all in one. Come on. I'm not going to go back, find this damn podcast, fast forward to the point where you ended the video point. It's like, yeah. come on, you're just making this too complicated. Um, plus usually it's not worth it anyway. Um, so the few highlights jazz was apparently online called Jessica Christie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, he talked about how he doesn't even have Twitter. And so people were like sending him screenshots of people on Twitter talking about him. And he didn't even know who Agatha Christie was. What? I know. That's what I said. And and he and then he said, so I had to look her up and it turns out she solved like 60 murders. And I'm like, no, she um, didn't no. solve. <laughs> no, she wrote about. Yeah. Well, she concocted the murders and then solved them herself and then wrote them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, And then at some point he was uh, or in his confessional when he found out who the traitors were. Or I guess who the remaining trader was. He listed. He was like, he listed them all, but he forgot to mention Ash. So he was like, oh, that's this person. That, you know, and he and, but he totally forgot Ash. I don't know a hundred. I don't want to totally slam him for forgetting Ash. He might have been talking about those that he had pegged. Mm. Um, but it, the way it came off to me was that he just totally forgot Ash was even in the show, which it was like rude. <laughs> um, so uh, switching from jazz, Molly, as I mentioned, said things between her and Harry are fine now. And she even joked that she still thinks he's a faithful. Uh, so <laughs> she was able to find a little humor in that. Oh, that's good. Good. And yeah, that's about it that I had. I, I mean, it's almost your 90 seconds, quite honestly. I mean, the other players were there. I just didn't feel like they said, I mean, Harry was there. Harry, it was a, you know, a decent interview, but he didn't say anything, you know, of huge revelations. If anything, he was being modest about, you know, the way he played. Yeah. Um, he wasn't yelling, I'm the best trader in the world still, <laughs> you know, or anything. And uh, so, you know, he said things like, uh, they were. They asked him, "What are you going to do with the money?" And he was like, "Well, I've always found that I, money doesn't make me happy. So I don't know. I'll give it to my family. I'm just happy if I have a roof over my head." And Ed was like, "Sure, Harry, sure." Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, that's that's about it from Uncloaked. Um, I do want to say it's been a good couple months for you know, like about 22 year old British guys on reality television. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had uh, we had uh, uh, the winner of Survivor UK and now Harry and, you know, both of them played the naive card in the early goings. So um, it's, you know. Yeah, they're because <laughs> the young white guys have got a really hard time in, in yes, the UK. Yes. <laughs> Thank God they're representing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so um, I will I will watch Uncloaked uh, at some point once I'm home. I will catch. I mean, I'll probably fast forward to the sort of reveal parts, but uh, the finale yes. one, I'll I'll watch the whole thing. I mean, that's all that's. I always fast forward. That's one thing that really bothers me about Uncloaked is it's only what 20, 30 minutes long, whatever it is, and they replay clips that you literally just, just saw. Watched. Yeah, that's annoying. 
It's like, stop it. What, what we we remember. You don't need to show them again. You don't need to. I mean, I maybe you do need to fill that time because you're just not creative enough to fill it with anything else. I don't know. They also start every episode with a coming up on the traitors unquoked. I'm like, this is like a 27 minute long show. I don't need a coming up preview. Just right. get on with it. <laughs> um. Anyway, no, I, I'll say no more. Uh, I I guess last well not lastly we've got a few things to to do but. Final thoughts on the series as a whole. I, uh, what I'll do just now is there's a there's a great uh, Instagram account called I Talk Telly, and they just post sort of things about view- generally UK. I think uh, sort of viewing figures, interesting bits of information about commissions of new shows, shows that are being cancelled, whatever. So they've posted that uh, apparently the the finale episode last night had five point five million viewers. In the UK, which is for the UK, really big numbers for broadcast yeah. TV these days. That's like it says here, um, an incredible five point five million people tuned in to watch the finale of the Traitors last night. That's two point two million more than the, the the last final, and another series high. So uh, you know, it's obviously been a massive, massive success. How how does the season rate for you, particularly com- compared to other versions you've seen? I mean, I, I definitely enjoyed it. I, I like the mix of personalities. I like the winner, uh, despite people who would say, oh, we didn't like it. No, I I will root for whoever plays the best game. If Jazz had made the moves I think he needed to make and won as a faithful, I would have been just as happy. You know, I don't root for the traitors or the faithful because it doesn't make sense to do that, in my opinion. It makes sense to vote for to to root for the person who plays the best game. Now I know some people root for the f- nicest person or you know whatever. And yeah, seeing Andrew win that would have been great too. You know, with all the things that he talked about, seeing Jazz win would have been great with the things he talked about. Seeing Molly win would have been great from a personal perspective, not from a game perspective. Um, but Harry played the best game without a doubt. You know and. And a lot of times you you look at the game and it's like, oh, they really got lucky. And sure, there's luck involved, but he made his own luck. You know, he found that shield and you could say, well, he got lucky. He found that shield. Sure, somewhat, but he found it. He grabbed it and he concocted a whole plan around. It. Yeah. Chose to keep it secret, figured out. Yeah, why that would be beneficial. And so. It, it, you know, and that's what he did throughout. He had these plans. He let Paul take the lead in the early goings until he, you know, burned out. Essentially, he he figured out how to do all these things. I think Harry's a smart guy, and I, you know, I'm I'm very happy with the way this season went. If anything, the only thing that I do wish, is, and this is never going to change because it's British TV. I, I just wish it wasn't, you know, three episodes a week. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> you know, give it more time to sink in a little bit and, and uh, you know, think about it rather than just, you know, hitting the, us with it so quickly. Yeah. Although at least it's better than the entire series at once. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I do wonder if next year they'll change the the broadcast structure Probably won't, although I, I wouldn't be surprised if next year, or I say next year, I actually mm-hmm. think Season 3 will probably air this year. I th- Again, I mentioned this on a previous episode, and it's pretty much been confirmed now. 
they will film again probably May this year. So oh. they'll film a little bit earlier than they did the current what the the current season. Mm-hmm. So I I reckon they will broadcast. They'll go back to sort of November December. So we'll get series three a little bit sooner. My, that's my guess, and I wouldn't be surprised if because of these massive viewing figures relatively massive for a show like mm-hmm. this they maybe change it to like friday saturday sunday nights I, I you know i don't i don't know but that's really wouldn't surprise me if they made it sort of big weekend prime time viewing mm. so so who knows we'll see uh i think then uh we again a few final things to talk about to wrap up but we are probably ready to conclude our game that we've been playing we've been playing the Trader traitor ah. david did you lie to me i did i lied to you too i'm laughing because i think i've done a not great job this week i don't know i think you're gonna get me and i think i'm not gonna get you uh you have more confidence in me than i have confidence in me so uh but uh, okay <laughs> Uh, all right, I'm going to guess your lie first. Okay. I'm going to throw myself in. I've got a few options. You, because I, see, I didn't watch Uncloaked, and you know that I didn't watch Uncloaked, so you could well have lied about anything in that, and I would not know. So I you, I do wonder if the uh, the full audience, that you said there was a whole audience there, I wonder maybe that wasn't true. I really don't know. But then maybe you I could have, I don't know, maybe you, that would be quite risky because I might have seen a little clip of it on social media or something. You, at one point much earlier, you said, oh, I've just had a comment pop up on YouTube. Someone's left it. And I thought maybe that was improvised or pretend improvised. I'm going to go for something really early on. You had already told me that you, so you'd you kind of had the, the outcome of the episode spoiled. Someone had left a comment on one of your videos and then you said that they followed up with an apology comment and you didn't tell me that earlier so i'm wondering if that's the lie damn it (laughs) (laughs) yeah is that the lie it is and so so the thing is last night i was like oh i can set it up perfectly (laughs) i can message him and say, hey, someone just responded and commented that they apologized. And then as I was going to bed, so it's like midnight my time. So it's like six in the morning, your time. And I know you're fast asleep. And, and I'm like, yeah, but if I tell him that now. So I've already sent this message a couple hours earlier, but still you were already asleep. And I'm like, then technically I've told him this lie before the game even began. <laughs> and so I don't feel right doing that. So I unsent the message before you read it. This makes sense because there's a little thing saying delete David deleted this message, and I thought, oh, I wonder what he was going to say. I didn't know you would say <laughs> you would see that, but yes. So I unsent it, and I was like, Ugh. so I tried at least to say it. You know, it came in just this morning you know, right before we talked, but I didn't want to make it obvious that I was trying to make it like, Oh, it came just this morning, right before we talked. So then I was hoping that you would also think that the, the YouTube thing that, I mean, that really did pop up. Um, 
And then I saw you like move to write something down and I'm like, oh, good. Maybe that'll get him. And and so but no, you. Yeah, you. I worried that you would know that because we had talked about everything else. <laughs> but I was like, well, if I just say when I woke up this morning, maybe he won't realize, you know, or he won't think that I would have told him that. But I've finished the season victorious. <laughs> Woohoo! Funnily yeah. enough, I also got a, a YouTube notification whilst we were recording <laughs> of somebody asking <laughs> of the podcast, uh, are you going to do a final episode podcast? <laughs> I thought, yeah, I'm literally doing it right now. Um, <laughs> now nah, we decided not to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We did the first eleven. That was yeah. enough. Uh, David, do you have a guess of what I might have lied to you about? So I have three possibilities. One, when you were talking about people booing Harry, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. But then you know, I know people at these things. And I could absolutely see them booing Harry. So, yeah, I, I, I'm going to buy that one. The next, I can't read. Oh, Raven. Something about the show Raven. I mean, you could tell me any story you wanted about that. And I, you would know that I have no way of knowing <laughs> that that whether or not that was true. And then the last one, you were talking about the music from the soundtrack of Interstellar. Now, I've never seen Interstellar. I have zero idea if that was the music from Interstellar. That one sounds just not correct. I, I, it's going to come down to Raven or Interstellar. I'm going to go with Interstellar, but I won't be surprised if it's Raven. The, could, it could be neither. It could be something Well, that's entirely. true. That's true. The music they played at the end, I am 99% certain, was the Hans Zimmer Interstellar score. So that that, that was true. Okay. Um, I, I listen to that music a lot when I'm uh, writing and I recognized it straight away. The story about Raven, uh, there there was a kid's show called Raven. Uh, the guy who hosted it wore this feathery outfit and people have been making fun of it and saying it looks like Claudia's. I did lie that the final... Episode, Raven always ended with a ship and yeah. sails. <laughs> I should have gone with Raven. Damn it. Were... I knew that because that's you know that there's no way I know that. So, yeah, so close. I, I did wonder if maybe you, your social media might have showed you these com funny comparisons that I was, and you, you still wouldn't have known what Raven was, but right. might, you might have spotted it right. online. So, yeah, I. I took advantage of your not being a child in Britain. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a few things before we sign off. Uh, the the mini competition winner. So the BBC have been playing, have their traitors prediction game online. And we had a mini competition for listeners of the podcast. In the end, I, I have ended up in joint second place, which I'm quite mm. happy about. I have 2,476 points. Uh, David, have you checked out your ranking? <laughs> no, because it locks up. I mean, there's something wrong with the website where every time I click on go to the rankings of your group, mm. it locks up. And it like uh. the whole thing, at least on my phone, it just locks up and there's I can't do anything with it. And then like if I take like six tries, it usually eventually makes it through. But I didn't have time to do that this morning. Uh, sad to tell you, you have not won. You have slipped to 12th place. 12th place? Yeah, with uh, 1,000. Uh, 
976 points. I don't know why the points now have like sixes and nines at the end of them before they were pretty round numbers. Well, because I think it was because remember I mentioned there's some penalty you get oh, for changing yeah. the people at the end. This is true. And it's some percentage, like you lose 80% ah. or you lose. So okay. I'm sure that's where it comes from, but you could click on the, you know, show where you could, I can't cause it'll lock up, but you could click on the part where it, you know, says show where my points came from. Okay. Um and yeah, we'll uh break it down. Yeah. Uh below me in third place then was Rachel uh, with 2439 points. Joint second with me is someone called Nine Vicman. Oh yes. Winner. Uh yes. We've had we had we had questions from Nine Vicman oh, previously. Perfect. The winner then of the mini competition was John B with 2576 points. John B, send us a message, get in touch, and I will send you a personal congratulations or something like that. I'm not sure yet. Well, what you don't know is John B is actually Harry's pseudonym. So, <laughs> you know, he 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 not only wanted to win the game, but he wanted to win this game as well. Yeah, he knew everything. Yes. Uh, a wee reminder that David and I are, well, mostly David and I, sometimes not me, are covering Traitors US, the episode five recap episode is out now which i am not on with a last minute change of guest hosts i i've been teasing that a faithful guest would be joining and that didn't turn out to be that way never mind good job i didn't name them uh instead you have a, a, a another fantastic guest so that episode is out now and we will be covering the creators us episode six uh Soon, next weekend, right? Soon. We have to figure out the days now that there's no uh, Traders UK anymore. You yeah, know? but this, my life will be far easier now. <laughs> uh, I also just want to remind people that the Traders, well, people in the UK, you will be able to watch Traders Australia Series 2 right now. The whole series is on BBC iPlayer. And what's more, I have already covered that whole season on the Tradar podcast. So you could watch and you can listen along. All the episodes are there, including, uh, you may just have to be a wee bit careful with looking at episodes titles because I have interviews with a few cast members, including a couple of the finalists. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, be careful. You There's a, there's a playlist on YouTube as well. So I guess you can sort of naturally let it cycle mm -hmm. through. I, I, I don't think it'll spoil too much. And uh, later in the year, Traitors US Season 2 will also be on BBC for UK viewers, as well as the Traitors New Zealand. Mm -hmm. A couple of uh, final, final, final things. I've had a nice, another nice uh, donation on coffee.com from someone called, I think, IMO, I-M-O, unless it's an L and it says Elmo, uh, or it's a one and it's one more. I don't know. I think it's IMO. <laughs> so whoever IMO is, maybe it just means, in my opinion, uh, this lovely person sent a donation to help me with the podcast so thanks very much if anyone else has been enjoying this whole season and feels like they want to chip in a little bit just to help me with the running costs you could do so by visiting ko-fi.com slash matthew keely you don't have to do that some people have sent me messages saying oh I, I just i can't donate but i really like the podcast that's fine as well if you are listening or streaming that's that's fantastic support too and if you're leaving a little review or a comment five stars obviously then that is very much appreciated <laughs> lots of uh, comments on youtube 
recently on the videos so it's there's lots of nice discussion going on there uh, so that's I always reply when I can to those and David you quite often reply to them as well mm -hmm. so if you leave a comment on YouTube we will see them and we'll we'll get involved if you've got any questions finally then uh, David where can we find you uh, so I am all over uh, social media so that's another thing you know people can Follow me in all these different places and retweet and repost and uh, follow you as well, uh, obviously. Uh, you can find everything at my link tree, which is linktree slash David Bloomberg with a dot before the EE in the URL for Linktree. Or you could find me on most text-based social media like Twitter and Blue Sky is at David Bloomberg. And on the video platforms, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram is at David Bloomberg TV. And Threads is at David Bloomberg TV also because it's still connected to Instagram. Um, I've been trying to, I mentioned this at the end of the U S one, I've been trying to get some traders discussion going at blue sky and, uh, threads and I'll get a couple of people responding, but it's, it's, it's just not much, uh, you know, threads at least sort of has a little bit of a hashtag system that they're trying to do, but they're doing it so poorly that it doesn't really work well. And blue sky has nothing. So literally you just have to follow people and hope that they're talking about what you want them to talk about. Um, but going back to the videos, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, I have been posting at least two reality TV short videos every day on each of those sites. Of course, lately, they've been mostly from the Traders UK. And I mean, when you have three episodes a week, there's material to you know <laughs> put out there. Uh, there's also from the Traders US, uh, some Survivor flashback videos from older seasons. And in just a couple days, Australian Survivor will start back up and I will have my mini Y blank lost videos and other videos from that show. And I know that you are just dying to jump in and watch Australian Survivor, right? I'm right after we finish recording, that is what I'm going to do. Yes. <laughs> and they also have like three episodes a week and it's it's a lot. a lot it's a lot with australian survivor yeah fantastic and you can keep up with the trader podcast online on instagram tiktok and youtube at the trader podcast or on x at the trader pod and you can email me with questions nice comments you just want to have a chat. Send me a picture of you and your Claudia wig and traitor's cloak at the trader podcast at gmail.com. David, what a series it's been. Thank you for coming on to most of the episodes and helping me out with it. It's been great. Great finale discussion. And of course, we again will be back very soon to talk about Traitors US episode six. Yes. Yes. Thank you. And it's all it's been fun as always. Brilliant. I am going to finish with my closing phrase and I know that you will follow up with yours. So until next time, listeners, keep us on your radar. Day traitorous.